there. Welcome back to another edition of Talking Tigs. We got a good one for you this week. I know there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. You don't really know what to make of it, but uh, we'll, we'll break it down as much as we can uh, in uh, expeditious-like fashion for you folks. I mean, we got uh, you know the LSU coaching search still going on. We had a buy, so there's no game to break down, which, you know, depending on the week, that could be a good thing. Uh, but they do have Bama coming up this week, and uh, we pretty much just look like you know, the Spartans going up against the mighty army. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we also had some, some more personnel changes, I guess we could say within the football program, as far as players go, both good and bad. And, uh, you know, there's always the rest of college football, which did not disappoint this week. Uh, before we get into all that, I just want to check in with the co-host. Uh, oh, I'm Scott Gerard, by the way. And I'm going to check in here with Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. See, see how you guys did, uh, I mean, it was Halloween, but um, I mean, that'd be a likely guess. But uh, I don't know. Do you, hopefully, you guys had a good, good bye week. Uh, hope you did something fun. How y'all doing? I'm doing pretty well. It's been two weeks since we've sp- spoken together on the podcast after last week's kind of impromptu separate one. Uh, so uh, it's good to, to be talking with y'all. And it's a little bit sad that LSU basically lost the bye week, even though they didn't even play, which we'll kind of get into some of that news here in a second. But on a, on a personal level, doing pretty well. It was nice to kind of take it a little bit easy on Saturday. Had a good Halloween weekend. And, yeah, going into the the evil empire, Bama, this week, you would like to think LSU has a better chance than they do, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, um, good to be back with you back – on a, on a normal three-person podcast. Um, not too much good from the LSU uh, camp right now, but, you know, could be worse, right? <laughs> it could always be worse. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Tommy. I told you not to say that. Oh, I didn't, now no, I didn't say it can't be worse. <laughs> I said it could be worse. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, it's, I guess so. I guess you're right. Because uh, the one rule of thumb I've learned is never ask, Oh my God, how much worse could it get? Cause you know, if you ask, sometimes God will answer. Um, and I think enough LSU fans have asked and we, we, we keep getting the answer. Um, but I, I guess the one thing that's just going to be on our minds, but none of us are going to be able to do anything about is the coaching search. Like I've seen some crazy names pop up and then I've also seen them disappear. I've seen some kind of the mainstay names that are kind of still there. I feel like some are, dropping some are rising I, I don't know um I, I think we could go through this first uh since you know it's it's and it's so weird to just you know see coach o still like an active figure in the program like he was out recruiting this week uh and it's like you know some some good guys like uh he and defensive line coach uh andre carter are out trying to recruit a four-star defensive lineman um what was his name quincy wiggins mm-hmm. which you know would be a good get if they can get him but it's like yeah come play for this team that i'm not going to be a part of uh and i don't know about the guy next to me it depends on who the next coach is really but i mean it's just i don't know what the approach is but uh i i guess for for everything that's going on whatever credit you can give coach Joe, at least he's still out there trying to get guys uh i mean you know he likes the program but it's just a weird weird situation but um, you know, none of us are going to know who's going to replace them until, I don't know, season's in, right? So this, well, I'll start with this because this is the 
what I thought was the dumbest name presented out there. And like, there was some, some LSU guys, like even Ryan Clark, you know, he was talking about it on a radio show. Some people started floating Mike Tomlin from the Pittsburgh Steelers. His name was also mentioned at USC. Um, and I just, I never could understand why he popped up, Mm-mm. but I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see his, his response in a interview when they were asking him? He said like him? what? Never say never, but never. never. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he was, he was pissed. Oh yeah. He's like, there's not, there's not a, a school in America with a blank check big enough or something like that, which I get. Yeah. It's like, but it doesn't make sense. I mean, he's, he's won a Super Bowl or two actually in Pittsburgh. He's won two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, why would he demote himself unless, you know, he had, you know, the program was just gone and everybody wanted him out and it was just an untenable situation. But I just, I don't get the feeling like that in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Urban Meyer, I could see, but I just don't see him coming to LSU. He hasn't been, in, been mentioned. Plus he's still, technically a coach at Jacksonville. So I think we can all safely say Mike Tomlin's out. Yep. Um, Mel Tucker had, I guess you could say a good audition. His that's team a big statement win for him. I think that's, I think that's huge. Yeah. So you'd say he rose, if not maintained like top position. I think he now. maintained because I don't think he could have gotten really much higher than he was. I mean, in some, some sports books have him as the odds on favorite last time I checked, um, yeah. at least prior to this Michigan game, he was the odds on favorite, like maybe around a, a what a Tuesday ish when I looked. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think he is maintained. I think that was an important win for him. I think it's a gritty statement win for him. Um, I, I enjoyed, I watched that game. I enjoyed seeing him. I think, I think that in my eyes, that made me feel a little bit more confident where if that is the, if that is the direction we go in four months, I'd be like, I mean, not four months in like four weeks, five weeks or so. Um, I'd be, I'd be, you know, I'd be a little bit more assured by it. Yeah, I agree. I, I liked what he had going on the field. And then after the game with Michigan State taking down the Wolverines, I think it'll be interesting. Obviously, Michigan State is still undefeated. If they go an incredible season and make it to the playoff, like that's in January 1st. So if he's the guy, then we may have to wait till after January 1st to even know that. I guess it could give a hint that if we don't know after the seasons, like he's the only one left standing. Exactly. Uh, but it's, it's also kind of strange how I think they asked Tucker about the LSU job and he kind of shot down the rumors as well, which basically every single person has done. Um, Except and, for kind of Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> and so it makes you wonder like, who, who's hiding something or is it literally just like nobody wants the job or, I mean, it's gotta be pretty appealing, but that also kind of makes you think that maybe it still is kind of wide open that like it could, someone still could come out of left field yeah. for the job because within the name of the list of, I guess, 15 ish kind of short list people, there hasn't really been one, like, gotta have them guy, I guess you could say, in my opinion. Well, there, there just isn't, I think it's right now it's unfortunate, but there's just not a marquee name who's like available. And I mean, also when you think about it, there, how many, how many elite college football coaches are there in, in the sport right now? Less than five. Yeah, no, definitely less than five. There might be less than three. There might be a really only two. I mean, Ryan Day is is I would say close but unproven. Brian Kelly is is close, but he's I'd say coaching. Five. Maybe he's five. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, he's definitely a five. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he. But I would really say the only real elite in the sport right now is Saban and maybe Dabo. And I mean, you know, 
And if Urban was still coaching college, I would say he's he's elite, but he's obviously not, and he's definitely not elite in the NFL. <laughs> no, no. Uh, to add to your list, but they're not available. Like I would say, Kirby is uh, at this point. I don't know. It's like if he was available, I think LSU would want him. But he's I mean, he's he's playing where he went to school or he's yeah, I was gonna say I think I think the Kirby, I think the Kirby fit only really works at Georgia. Right, right. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm saying I'm not mentioning him, but uh, just as far as coaching ability, I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't hesitate to put him in the top five somewhere. Uh but one name well, Lane Kiffin, I don't know where if he would be in the top five, but I, I saw his name slide a little bit since we last talked. That might have, I mean, he, he looked good against us, or at least his team did. But then um, that Auburn loss was bad. Yeah, yeah. They just didn't look like the same team. So, you know, it's it's got to be consistent, right? But a name that I saw rise or just pop up out of nowhere, like, and inserted himself into, like, one of the top two or three was Lincoln Riley. Mm. Would you say he's top five? It, it, like an elite elite college football coach? Yeah. I- no, I, I feel like he's. I feel like you got to put him below a Ryan Day type. I have more faith in Ryan Day as an elite coach to all put it all together than I do Lincoln Riley. Yeah, and I think you're right in that. But I think Lincoln Riley, it's a very tall order to ask for that. But I think it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like you think Dabo from Clemson's like that? That ain't happening. But like Lincoln Riley's got a good thing going at OU. But maybe, just maybe. I, the only thing yeah, is so they would have to drop an absolute load of money on him. Supposedly he turned down the Dallas Cowboys. And this is a guy who's from Texas. Yeah. Like, but maybe, you know, NFL is a different animal. Um, you know, Saban didn't like it. So, I mean, he's, he's happy where he is, but I'll say this um, Riley. Yeah. You could say he, I mean, I know the Oklahoma fans think, wow, you know, he's going to demote himself to go to LSU. I'm thinking, okay, one, you guys have been in the Big 12, and yeah, maybe you've made some playoffs, but y'all haven't won since before we won our first one in this this century, and we've beat you twice. That's true. One was one was horrible, <laughs> you know. <laughs> look look at two years ago. Yeah. So I, I don't know why you think your job is that much better, but also it's like give it two years. When you guys come to the SEC, we'll see how you do then. We'll we'll see if Oklahoma is top of the league like they were in the Big 12. Or if they're middle of the pack, that just goes up and down between the three and six spots in the division. You know, um, you know the interesting thing is that if 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 we were to pick up Lincoln Riley, um, think about what that says about his outlook, an insider coach's outlook on what the move to the SEC actually means. Because when when the announcement was made, oh, welcome to the SEC, here comes Texas, here comes OU. I mean, I was one who said. Man, if Lincoln Riley is it, if it's Lincoln Riley's OU, they're going to win a national championship with the SEC behind them, I think. And so, you know, obviously he knows more about his own program than I do. So, me from the outside looking in, I'm like, I like Lincoln Riley. I like what he's got going on there. If they can figure out defense, they got the offense to do it. And so, if you're to, um, if he were to up and leave, I wonder if he's, I wonder if that's him saying, you know what? I don't care if we're in the SEC, ACC, Big 12, Big 10, independent this program is not, is never going to be exactly, you never going to be at the upper echelon that I want to be at. Right. Um, well, that's all the college coaching names that I saw that I thought would be an actual possibility. Yeah. Unless, unless you guys saw one this week that you want to mention. 
Well, I was going to say, I don't know if we need to hash it out too much because we're probably going to be having the same conversation every single week for the next right. four or until whenever they do announce it. But Coach O is still doing it, marching on, doing will, his thing. I'll say I did I did a little bit of um a little bit of real real reporting this week, and uh, from a trusted source, I will say for everyone and 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 I don't know. Take this for what you for what it what it what you will, but. Everyone talking about Dabo. The Dabo rumors are real. I don't know how real they are. I don't know how interested he really is. But I've heard the talks are happening. He's listening, and and it's go. It, 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 it is a it is indeed a talk. Um. That then so that was from one source. I've got I've got a mixed bag. Here's a little th- three pack for you. <laughs> Second source, a guy who. Uh, lives in South Carolina claimed to be Dabo Sweeney's neighbor or has a house up there or something I'm sold already. Yeah. <laughs> he says, he says, I talked to Dabo and he's like, Hey man, calm down. I'm not leaving. So maybe the conversation is happening, but he's just like, I'm not leaving. Last, last source from a man very close to the board of regents, which is instrumental in this hire. He said, um, you know they're they're going through everybody. They're 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 everybody's on the table. Everybody's interested in this job. And he said, if if enough people tell us no, don't be surprised if Lane Kiffin's the guy. So that's that's an interesting one to take on, especially yeah. after I mean you know now that was that was prior to the loss to Auburn, but that was still you know that was yeah. on Friday. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean you know and then there's still. Billy Napier. I mean, I, to me, it feels like that would be a Coach O hire. Like it might be good for a little bit, but like in the long run, is that the? It's kind of like a home run hire. I think LSU needs a home run hire here, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Well, one more thing. Uh, one name I saw this week. It's like I don't think LSU is going to get an NFL coach. I mean, I think that might help them, but like we have an NFL defensive coordinator, but uh, that <laughs> hasn't really worked out well for us. Uh, but Bill O'Brien. I mean, he's the offensive coordinator at Bama at Bama mm-hmm. and you know, Nick Saban loses um, his <clears throat> coordinators every year, you know, just, just like the leaves falling from a tree. And I, I just, I don't, I don't think that would be good for us though. Like if LSU were to get a, an old NFL guy that that's probably our best bet, but I just, I, I just don't, I wouldn't want uh-uh. that. I don't, I don't think thing. so either. I, I don't, no. I, I think he's, I think he'd be fine. I don't think he'd yeah. be great. I think, yeah. I think you're right. I think we need, <clears throat> I don't think people get excited for Bill O'Brien same way they'd get excited for a Lincoln Riley, like from right. a recruiting aspect. Yeah. Um, I will say this though, my sources who it's, you know, just a couple of people I've seen on Twitter that have been watching uh, tail signs from private jets, leaving the Baton Rouge area. <laughs> you know, that's, that's just always a sure tail sign. And uh, one went to Oklahoma. The other went to Columbus, Ohio. And people are like, you know, and just people that chime in on about it. That's where it gets into, oh, uh, it, why would why would they demote themselves like that? And I'm thinking, who knows? Maybe they're going up to Columbus to talk to one of those quarterbacks that they have up there because we can't seem to keep ours. Um, that's why I think if LSU got the right hire, what if it was a Lincoln Riley or uh, I don't know. If we got a, if we got Lincoln Riley and he could hire a serviceable defensive coordinator, it's I mean it's it's uh, yeah free for all like bring them on let's go do you think at that point we could i don't know 
pull a pull what we did in 2018 and get like a backup from Ohio State. What if you got Quinn Ewers to come to Baton Rouge because he's Ooh, why do we have, why do we have to get Quinn Ewers? Why can't we have the the guy who's committed to our team right now? Wow, and, have, and develop well, Walker Howard. Is is he committed though? Well, actually, you're right. Well, no, he is he is still committed, but he just took it off his bio. Yeah, he's committed. There's a little bit of rumors that he's wavering and like a thing about Notre Dame, and he's still he taking. He was at Notre Dame this past weekend. Yeah, took the official visit, um, and then I mean, we'll get into it. Miles Brennan leaving changes the whole situation. Not really the whole situation, but some something with the LSU quarterback room. Uh, hopefully, he sticks. And people have been posting online that now that Brennan and uh, Aaron Anderson decommitted and Bug Strong left, that it's just going to be a mass exodus from LSU, which we th- talked about could have been a possibility once the O announcement went out, um, whether that happens or not, hopefully not, obviously I uh, just got to lock up who we do have and hope we don't open the floodgates. I, well, I kind of stole your thunder on the, uh, the topic introduction. No, that's all right. I mean, we were going to, we were going to dovetail into it anyway, but yeah, I mean, miles, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's entering the transfer portal. I, I mean, I get it. I guess we, you know, we've talked about it before. We're not surprised, kind of, because I don't know. I guess I saw it as like this is his team. You know, the, if he wasn't injured last year, he'd have been fine the whole season, and he'd definitely probably be starting this year. With mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like LSU might have been better off. I mean, the offensive line, God knows, you know, if he would have stayed healthy, but um, I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was his team if he wanted it, but. He, he doesn't want it. Maybe, maybe it's, you know, some sort of loyalty to coach O cause that was like, you know, one of his guys, one of his recruiting classes. Um, I, I don't know. I, that's why I feel like, well, all right, well, LSU still has a quarterback problem. So whoever comes in here has to just blow our minds and just get some QB talent in here to where it's not a concern. It's been a concern for LSU for way too long. We're talking it's almost been a concern almost 20 years other than one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would say you I've I've heard this before and I'll repeat it just because it now it seems to bear repeating. I think Joe Burrow was the anomaly. It's like the Paralu curse, man. You could you could go all the way back to then. It's like LSU had decent to great quarterback play. I'd say Jamarcus Russell was like the last great pure passer. Zach Mettenberger, somewhat comparable, but just not quite the same. But I mean he did set record at LSU. So it's like as long as you got a good tall guy that can pass, you'll do well. But it's just everyone else around him also. But it's like ever since Perry Lou, man, like he was the number one recruit, the last one we got. And like once he left, I don't know, just LSU has not been able to replace. We haven't been able to recruit that high since. Yeah. I don't know if it's who they've had here or what, but I don't know. That's I think that's the one thing that holds us back. As far as the, the Brennan situation, though, I don't really blame him. It's kind of sad, his whole like saga, like sitting. I mean, Tommy thinks I don't know if it's overblown or it's like he's just the unluckiest guy ever where he sits and then Joe Burrow comes and steals his job and then he finally gets it and then he gets hurt like week three after playing pretty well Mm -hmm. and then he breaks his arm fishing uh, and it's just strange like you said and he's been here for five years and he's played a total of like three and a half games yeah and so I don't know exactly his eligibility I think he still might have two more years yeah two years um, but I've got a nice little prediction for you, which is that next year 
LSU will lose a game to a former LSU quarterback, Ooh. either Auburn with TJ Finley or Miles Brennan, potentially in Mississippi State or some is that other. Whether, is, that whether, is that some rumors? Uh, I mean, that was a long time ago rumor because yeah, he's from Mississippi and Ole Miss. Uh, well, I guess Matt Corral is going to the NFL in all likelihood. So uh, I don't know about that, but I can see him at Mississippi State or AM. Their quarterback situation is not great, although that seems a little bit less likely. But uh, I, I bet somebody comes back with a vengeance against either Max Johnson or, or Garrett Nussmeyer next year. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Who and there's also been some quarterback controversy about whether Max or Garrett Nussmeyer should That's be getting the, the start or sufficient playing time against Alabama and the end of the season. Yeah, I, I, th- I, don't, I don't. I have no. I think Max needs to get the start against Alabama. I don't. I don't think we should be should subject poor Garrett Nussmeyer to. to There's a pretty good chance he like gets hurt or something bad happens if uh, if, if they Nuss- start Nussmeyer. Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> first career start in Bryant Denny against number three Alabama. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty sad. Um, but yeah, I mean, Miles Brennan. It's been a. It's been, his whole entire career has just been weird. Like it. Nothing about it has really been normal, and. I mean, I don't, I don't like seeing him go. I will say, I'm kind of, I'm disappointed in him for not like why, why now? It's not right. like he's going to transfer. It's not like he's transferring tomorrow and will play next Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't understand why. If you know, if he's missed, because that was always the thing we always heard about him is he's Mr. LSU. Like he loves this program. He he wants to be here. Well, that's what he said at the end of his basically his resignation yeah. letter on Twitter the, with the forever LSU. And that kind of makes it sting a little bit. Yeah, like well, why, but why not just stay and then transfer? Like I, I I don't have a problem with him transferring. I, I thought he might have transferred last last. Remember, I mean, we were talking about this in August. Like the they, he he got injured and like he had like a week where he could have transferred from his injury. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like. Okay, he probably might like this guy. What we remember, we were talking about like him maybe going to Baylor and how that could be like a thing with him and Aranda. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with him transferring, and I understand that he's you know he feels like he might be getting bogged down in uh in this quarterback lineup and that you got Walker Howard coming in behind him. He's got Nussmeyer on his tail, and then he's got Mac. He's got to battle Max Johnson like. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Go and go go to a place where you can play and and get some exposure. Um, but I just don't understand why he would do it now, other than just kind of like he just doesn't want to be there right now. He doesn't want to be there anymore. And I think that is something that's you know there are a lot of people talking about just the the, the vibe at football ops center right now is not good, and that's why people are decommitting. That's why people are leaving. And so we need Woodward. Coach O is not going to do anything about it. Like it's, he's not his team. He's, he's done. Like he's over. And, and I mean, I guess it's good that he's, it's good that he's trying to recruit or whatever. Um, I don't really know how useful that is. I don't know what Quincy Wiggins is, who is, who has been on the fence for God knows how long, you know, he's, he's been about this close to committing to Alabama or, or uh, Florida for months now. Um, I don't know how far that, you know, that recruiting effort that Coach O and Andre Carter are putting into him. Maybe, I think it probably means more coming from Andre Carter because he might be actually, he's someone I've heard they might retain just because the players like him so much and he's, he's turned out to be a pretty excellent defensive line coach. Um, but regardless, you know, I, I just, I do worry about, I, I, I hope Woodward knows what he's doing because there's a lot of things, the backlash that, like you mentioned, Scott, you know, when they fired, uh, when they fired O mid season, but then kept him on, 
this was something we talked about. Like, I wonder, are people just going to mass exodus? Are people just going to start transferring? And like, we are seeing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you put in your two weeks at the end of the job and then yeah, you're, just like, you're just, just sitting, it in. you're sitting around the office kind of spinning in your chair. Like you may, like your friends at the office, you still may like go help them out with a little project or something, but you take a long lunch. It's, it's just, you're on. What are they going to do? Fire me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and I don't know if, you know, anything that O does from here on out to the rest of the year would affect anything moving forward. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we feel like he can get a job somewhere, right? Like he might have to devote himself well, to Youngstown State or something. But the main I, thing, the main thing that he like you you said, like I guess you know, good on Coach O for for recruiting or whatever. He's still putting in the effort, but also like he has seventeen million dollars at the end of the at the end of the tunnel that he has to like do like he has to do his job. And if he just never showed up, they then they'd be like, well, you didn't even show up. Like we're not going to pay you to buy out. So like he has to finish out the season in order to get this buyout, which in part of his job and part of finishing out the season is recruiting. And so like, you know, I'm, I'm glad he's doing it. I'm glad he's like not totally phoning it in, but I also don't think that I, I just, I find it very hard to believe that the, that the pitch from Ed Orgeron right now is as strong as it was two years ago. Well, no, nah, no, because he, he knows they're not playing for him. No. Uh, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt he he loves LSU. Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, come here, play here. It's a great place to play. You know, I'm not going to be here, but um, I think you would like it. You know, I, I mean, the fact that he does, he is not probably going to coach next year. I don't think he is. Uh, like you said, he's got plenty of money. He doesn't have to. He needs to take some time in the group anyway, <laughs> I think. But um, now that we've talked about the bad and the ugly, there actually was some good this week. Take it for however you want. Take it as a grain of salt or whatever. But, you know, some, I guess, part of Cocho uh, going through the motions, he he turned some walk-ons into scholarship players this week. Uh, and that would be uh, sophomore tight end Jack Mashburn, freshman running back Nick Demas, freshman offensive line Spencer Payne, and junior wide receiver Evan Francione. They have all received scholarships this week, so good for them. Congrats to them. You know, some of the other players that are, you know, mainstays kind of were kind of vocally supportive about it because, you know, they, they work with these guys. We've never heard their names in a game before, but, well, I, I haven't anyway. But, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something positive. I mean, there's uh, – life goes on, right? I mean, I, I don't know if they're going to – I mean, they're, they're going to yank them, but whoever comes in next – it's like I don't think you're going to be handing out scholarships just just because. Yeah, it's good for but, those guys. It kind of ties in. Like I'm glad they're getting some players because the other piece of bad news that we didn't even talk about was yeah. how a Division One <laughs> football program like LSU couldn't have enough players to have a practice mm-hmm. when you're supposed to have 80 scholarship at, or 85, I think, scholarship athletes and plus they can't, like 20 or 30 walk-ons. Yeah, plus a gazillion high school football players walk around LSU who would. I would like kill for a spot to go and just play for a day. Um, I mean, Dana, would you, if, if they, if they put out like a Twitter, they, they put out a tweet that said, uh, young, young, you know, eligible students at LSU. If you'd like to come practice with the team, come, come to the equipment room. Just like report for duty pretty yeah. much. And then, yeah, I mean, that would be pretty I'd awesome. Do it. That'd be fun. <laughs> I'd probably get hurt in the first five minutes. <laughs> it'd be a legendary, it'd be legendary. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently so many players are hurt or doing something or another that they can't even have the tiger bowl or the, the whatever. scrimmage, whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of just sad. Uh, I don't think anything ever really came of it, but 
or is it just an excuse to just move on to another week? <laughs> I, just, I, I really, I really think that, that there's so much of this is just, I mean, it's over. Like the season's being phoned in. I think that, I think you can see that with the players. I think, and, and you could kind of, I don't know, you could kind of not fault them for it because it's like, well, whatever. But don't you think at some point they, even if they know the season itself is shot, they're not really playing for anything. I mean, aren't they playing for pride? Like, don't well, they want to just go so. out there and like, wouldn't you want to like, even if you don't beat them, wouldn't you want to like, just take them to the line? Would you yeah, want to do that I, with Arkansas and Texas A&M? I would hope so. But, I, but I also, I don't think, and I've talked to, I've talked to, you know, friend of the show, Stuart Hanna, you know, he's a, he's a high school coach. He's like, it's not that the culture's just not that, that way anymore. And especially now in college football, like at, NIL aside, but even with NIL, like it's so much more of a, it's, it's, it's got so much more of a professional tinge to it that, you know, in the NFL, there's not, they're not as much playing for pride. Like you're not really, there, there are some, no. you know, there are some of that like rivalry of like, Oh, I play for the Steelers and we hate the, you know, whoever or the, the Eagles hate the Cowboys, the, like the Ravens. Kind of, the Ravens, yeah, sure, like, sure, but it's not the same as like a co- as college, and I feel like college football is moving a little bit every you know steadily moving a little bit closer to pro, and as it gets closer to professional, it becomes more about money and di- business decisions, and oh, I'm sitting out or I'm opting out because I want to get drafted or I've got my NIL deal and I need to preserve my body so that way I can make money in the future. And when all that comes into it, then no, it's not about pride. It's not about going out there and, and playing Alabama because this is the SEC and this is LSU. This is Alabama. It's not about that anymore. No. Uh, and like in the pros, uh, unless you know, you're, if you're already on a team, you're pretty much playing for your contract or the yeah. next contract. And like you're saying, if it's getting closer to pro, that's pretty much all they're doing now. I think that's why Jamar Chase sat out. He's like, I'm not, I don't have to prove anything else. I'll just train. And he still got drafted, what, top – six or whatever he was five number five overall yeah yeah Yeah. so that that's that's what they're doing and yeah they're not really playing for the team as much but i don't know the only thing you kind of see in the nfl sometimes which i like is when the players have like personal rivalries against like other guys or like a like mike tom or mike evans versus marshall Lattimore, like on the saints like they just hate each other they just don't like each (laughs) because they've been matched up for like four years or like i guess it's to lesser extent like peyton manning versus tom brady like kind of going at it uh because they have a longer time in the league so you can build that up but yeah you're you're playing for your check and then it doesn't matter really what team you're on just you're just doing your job kind of And you know what? As we found out this week, you don't even have to play football to be, uh, you know, have to get a shot in the NFL. Do you guys see Cyril Grace? Oh, gosh. LSU <laughs> yeah. track star. He, he never played a down of football at LSU. He won some national championships with the track team, though. I mean, the guy's fast. I think he what he did is he he said, you know what? I can turn my speed into something. You could go pro as a, a track and field guy or you could just go in the NFL. I think he tried out for the CFL. He had a uh, went to some LSU pro days. I guess he's allowed to do that, and he got drafted by, or he got picked up, I should say, by the Seahawks, and then he ended up in Tampa Bay, and he just caught his first touchdown pass this past weekend in New Orleans, where he's from, with Tom Brady. Like, could you imagine that? It's like your your first and only touchdown is from Tom Brady in your hometown against the Saints. That's just that's crazy, but yeah, it just goes to show. It's like yeah. It doesn't matter. Once you get to the NFL, it's like whoever can do something, uh, if you're the best at it, you can, you have an opportunity. Um, I don't know. Maybe these walk-ons will look at that. <laughs> and maybe, maybe they'll, I'm sure they'll get inserted into the game against Alabama really early on and earn those scholarships. 
But um, I would say this too, though. Uh, how did you guys watch the uh, Buccaneers and Saints? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I did. I gotta say, man, it's it's good to see LSU guys in the pros. But you know, if you're pulling for LSU, but also you know, more than likely you're a Saints fan. Yeah, uh, it's just hard to watch. Like one of LSU's probably best linebacker ever. Take out your NFL team starting quarterback for the season. That is yeah. just hard to watch. Yeah, and then do? and then to see then to see you know one of LSU's best running backs ever, you know, running all over running all over the team you like, and then you see him and uh, you see Leonard and and uh, CJ Gardner Johnson like getting a fight at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear what it was about, but uh, well, Saints defense just picks fights with everybody in general. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You know what? Watching the Saints game taught me, and it's, I know, pros different than college, but what, could you imagine, I guess maybe Ohio State a few years ago, uh, someone that loses their, whether you're, you're like record setting quarterback retires. Now you're down to QB two and three. Uh, James Winston is now your QB one, or Taysom Hill is your two slash one and a half, whatever. Hill's out. Now Jameson's out. Yep. Now they have somebody named Trevor Simeon in there. Um, they still have Ian Book in the back, even though they haven't seen him yet, really. But it's like he still beat the Buccaneers, who yeah. I kind of thought were going to take it since the Saints were down so many people. They've been down so many people all season. They still haven't seen Michael Thomas. Yeah. But then they they beat the Buccaneers. So don't tell me, oh yeah, we lost some guys. So, you know, it's just it's what you do with what you have. And you know, yeah. John Payton, he he looks like a genius right now. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, I don't know. Uh, Let's talk. Let's talk Bama. Yeah. All do we right. have to? Unfortunately, <laughs> briefly. Yeah. All right. Take it away, Daniel. What do you got? Uh, not that much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> LSU, or I should say Alabama, favored by 29 against LSU. Go in there. I'm kind of playing for pride at this point, like you said earlier. Um, I think it'll be interesting whether the Bama fans even show up for this game. It's just a matter of disrespect for LSU. Isn't it sad that like that, you know, LSU, Alabama, but it was supposed it's, you know, traditionally a huge marquee game. It really doesn't mean anything right well, now. Well, we, we somehow stumbled into the 6 p.m. slot on ESPN, but I think that was a more to do with just there being like no good matchups this week. Like yeah. I saw college game day is going to Cincinnati versus Tulsa. And I mentioned Tommy, it's like, in any other year, if you had told me that game day was at Cincinnati versus Tulsa instead of LSU, Alabama, um, that, that just don't seem right. That's not right. You'd have to have a really good reason for that to be the case. So it shows you kind of how far things have fallen. But um, you just you just want to see a little bit of performance um, out of LSU. Hopefully no more people get hurt. Uh this, we're kind of at the point where we're last year. It was like you want the young players to get some experience and show you a flash of something, um, which, I mean, we, we've seen out of various players at, at different times, but it's hard to say that we're going to compete. Although Alabama has looked a little bit shaky at times, obviously they lost to A&M and then they, Florida kept it close with them. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's a 0% chance of problem like that LSU wins, but it's slim to none. ESPN has LSU at a 5% chance, which – one in 20 times, maybe I'll take those Probably odds. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't even, I think, I think that L, I, most likely in my mind, I don't even know if LSU covers. I, this feels, this feels like they beat us by five touchdowns. You mean like last year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I really, I feel like Alabama is going to have their way with us. And 
really what it's going to depend on. And I, I think what's going to be key and will by the time this podcast comes out, you'll have known, but depending on where Alabama's placed in that, in that CFP first initial poll that comes out tomorrow, right? Yeah. Tuesday evening. I, I think that will like, if Alabama is, is slightly disrespected, you know, maybe, maybe they're, cause right now they're number three in the AP poll, but maybe what if they're at like four or five, because the CFP poll says eh, they've got that, that loss is a little, you know, mm. and another think, near loss too. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, Alabama might have something to prove. They might go and hang 50 on us. Yeah. I was at the game last year at home when LSU did get absolutely beat down. Devontae Smith made Derek Stingley his son. Yep, uh, and that was that was a tough game to watch. It was very cold to start with. The stadium was like 25% full from the COVID stuff. And by 10 minutes into the game, you knew which way it was going. <laughs> uh, and so it, it went from 25% full to 0% full about halftime. And so hopefully we don't see a repetition of that. Just put, I mean, LSU is going to be happy with like 17 points on the board for the most part and then hold Alabama to less than 40, and you're kind of doing all right. Uh, but we'll see. I guess that's why they play the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still, I'm still, I still want to watch it. Yeah, I'm still excited. It's still LSU versus Alabama. Yeah. Like, this is the game that matters the most, yeah. like, out of the year. Um, it's, just, it's just kind of hard to get your hopes up, especially after what we saw against Ole Miss. And then we lost by, what, 28 to Kentucky. Um, so can we fare much better? I don't know. But maybe they'll pull a rabbit out the hat. Maybe. Yeah, Kentucky's kind of taking a dip after they beat us, Georgia. And then they uh, – yeah, they're just uh, – they're not doing well. I think they lost to Mississippi State. Uh, but the fact that Alabama almost lost to Florida, if it was not for, you know, Florida's own in, ineptitude, uh, you know, they might have pulled that off. Then they did lose to A&M, which I don't think anybody saw. Uh, I think everyone thought Alabama was going to be beating Georgia in the SEC championship probably undefeated but uh then they you know tennessee played them tough for a while too uh until they finally pulled away but i, I don't know uh, yeah there's there's no way lsu is going to pull it out but um i think lsu is uh it's a win in our book if we can get two touchdowns maybe three right if we see some good play maybe damone clark has a strip sack and takes one back i maybe think that's bj a has a has a nice sack <laughs> yeah um, but that anyway. would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Jack Besh catches a ball, yeah, right? And, yeah. and Ty Davis Price gets a first down. Ty Davis Price has twenty three yards rushing, <laughs> right? And then somebody makes a football move for a first down. Uh, you know what? If, if also if no one else decommits, or excuse me, un, uh, enters a transfer portal between, That's a win. between now and next Sunday, that is also a win. You're right. I agree we'll with that. It. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. I feel like we covered just about everything. Uh, I think that does it on our end. Yeah, it was a bit of a somber ride, but it is how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How the mighty have fallen. So would you guys, knowing what LSU has gone through these last two years, would you trade 2019, like just, I wouldn't say take away the title, but like, or maybe, yeah, maybe it's take away the title. It's like, instead of a, a sure title in 2019, that was probably the best ever. You could argue if, if like, maybe we just lost that game, but we had sustained success for these last two years. And we, you can just assume that we made the playoff. 
I don't know what would happen if we made the playoff, but you just knew you would make the playoff. No, not you a chance. Trade it? No. no. Me either. I'd rather go six and six for nine straight years and go 15 and 0 and win the national championship on the 10th. I agree. <laughs> because it's more fun, honestly. If this is like this is more you get, fun to, you get to rub it in everybody's faces and then 99% of the other schools out there, even if they're, I mean, like talk about Oklahoma, like they're doing good every year, but they're not, they're not bringing home the bacon. And so we can still like lord that over them for yeah. the whole 10 years. Yeah. That's exactly what I said to Plus, like, come on, the coaching search is fun. We get to, we get to like, <laughs> it's like Christmas every day. We get a new rumor about who this we're going to get the best podcast content. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we don't have anything to worry about because you know, if we're trusting Scott Woodward, we know he's going to bring a home run hire. It's every other fan base that has to be worried right now. You know, who, are they, who are we going to take away? That's the yeah. real. That's the real yeah. worry. I don't know. I heard Chip Kelly might uh, might be looking to get out of UCLA because they like with all those seniors he has. He's you know they just they've kind of made a downward spiral, you know, in a porcelain chair right now. So I, I don't. <laughs> but I'm just we we don't want Chip Kelly. No. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll leave that speculation for another week, I suppose. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you guys you guys have any last words before we head out. I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Okay. Oh, by the way, LSU is an LSU women's soccer school now. So if you uh, if you don't want to watch LSU, go check out the women's soccer team. I actually went. Really to, I actually went to an LSU women's soccer Did game you? this year. The first one I ever went to. It was um, they were advertising dog night. Like you bring your dog to the game as one, and then so my girlfriend and I went, and she brought her dog, and it was we were very sad because we thought you just sit in the stands and watch the game. But they're like, no, you can't bring the dogs in the stands. So all the people, probably 50 people with dogs, were like stuffed in this little grass area, like down by the edge of the, the field where you couldn't even see. And so, and also there was no place to sit. So you had to sit on the ground. Uh, so I, I ran home and got two lawn chairs and brought them back and we sat in there. So it was okay. But uh, it kind of gives them false advertising. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. It's, it's their first year of like any success. So, uh, and speaking of the, uh, the Kamoki era has now started uh looking i'm looking forward to that Uh, i know i think we're you know expecting something out of will wade but uh you know i think women's basketball's i don't know it's something to cheer for something like they're picking up the slack where this football team is just you know know, don't look at the man behind the curtain look at look look at all this other good stuff that's going on it's my take anyway but uh either way i cannot wait to talk about this alabama game with you guys afterwards next uh next at the end of this upcoming weekend it's gonna be so much fun don't you think yeah definitely yeah i can't wait to, to talk about an lsu win <laughs> whatever that win might be whatever that win looks like <laughs> yeah whether if it's they uh they they make it a, a you know force damage to the under if they score 21 points uh if no one else enters a transfer portal uh, you know whatever that win might be we'll, we'll be here to talk about it Uh, with bells on for you folks. Uh, So until then, enjoy your week. We don't have to worry about beating Bama. We'll just have to worry about on our our moral victories. Uh, So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Takes.